0: Good afternoon everybody
1: hi everyone welcome to live
0: at noon from our living room with our pastor today we're super excited to uh, see what what god ministers to us today he's been doing such an awesome work in our in our life and uh you know just uh open your hearts where you're at and um, receive what he has for us today um, let's pray lord thank you for this afternoon for this day father god Thank you for your new mercies, Father God. They're new every morning. And this, this day, we receive your new mercies, Father God. For today, Father God. And we pray blessings on each person that views, Father God. We pray that um, you just come in and have your way, Father God. You captivate the environment where we're at, Father God. And that your presence would be what we focus on. And that your voice would be what we want to hear. Your face would be what we want to see, Father God we thank you we love you in jesus name we pray amen Amen. let's just worship in church family friends thank you for joining us
2: What a friend we have, in Jesus. Oh, our sins and grief. Because we do. in vain. It's running out.
1: morning the word that God has given to me came out of some research that I've been doing lately since I'm on a media fast. I don't watch any television, I don't watch any news and haven't since the 4th of March and I'm not boasting about that. It's it's it was a stronghold in my life and God asked me to give it to him. So some of you for Lent gave up chicken or whatever, I gave up media. And during this time I have been spending time reading and researching. I Have been away from the news, away from everything that's going on, which you may say, oh, that's because you're a religious fanatic. No, actually, God has been telling me the news. As I pray, as I read my word, as I go before the Lord and worship Him, He's given me a word. And one of the words that He gave me was that people during this time are facing what they think is a new reality. But really, it is not a new reality. If you're a Christian, God has placed you in a new reality when you accepted Jesus Christ as savior and that is all over the Bible but one of the places that I found the new reality is in 1 Corinthians 15 20 through 22 so if you have your Bibles or not first Corinthians 15 20 through 22 and I'm reading this out of the voice. I also refer to the passion in the message, so your Bible may look a little bit different, but it all means the same, and here it goes. But the Anointed One, Jesus Christ, was raised from death and the slumber of death and is the first fruit of those who have fallen asleep in death. For since death entered this world by a man, Adam, It took another man to make the resurrection of the dead our new reality look at it this way through adam all of us die but through the anointed one jesus christ all of us can live again the realities that god is creating inside of us to face come through the life of christ in us and a lot of people kind of feel like well the world is suffering the world has always suffered the world has always suffered since adam and eve fell the world began to suffer which was never never god's intention and what first peter 4 3 tells us if you also have your bibles or you can write it down on a piece of paper and look it up later it says you have already wasted enough time living like those outsiders in the society around you losing yourself in sex addictions and desires and drinking and lawless idolatry and giving your time and allegiance to things that are not godly and so he calls us in this scripture to stop doing that stuff who calls us God remember the flood they were doing the same thing remember the baby boomers which is my generation okay we had Vietnam we had People in the White House that got actually got impeached that kind of started something like a, a ball rolling. So there was these protests and there was use of illicit drugs. And then from there, it went into the 90s through Generation X. And that was the generation, the, the boomers gave birth to a new generation who after all these wars and all these inconsistencies in government, they what they wanted to do is they wanted... Things to be successful so they just jumped into it they um, brought about a microwave materialism into the world and they thought okay we'll give to our kids whatever they want whenever they want it however they want it they can have everything they want and unfortunately it started inside of them this appetite for things that were not right ah that's the same scripture we just read that's why when we depend on the Adam lifestyle, the things that bring the flesh, it's hope, it's joy, it's peace, it's everything. We all of a sudden run into a brick wall that God puts in front of us to say, hey, hold on just a minute. this That's not what I created you for. I gave you something much better than this. I created you to be a lover of me. And as you are a lover of me, I send out protection, promise, prosperity like you've never known, not in dollars and pennies and nickels and dimes, but a prosperity, your child loving God. Wow. Your grandchildren who wanna go to church, wanna know Jesus Christ. To me, that's prosperity. Watch this. From the 90s or generation X, and then all their dysfunctions and their superhero Batman you go into Generation Y which is Millennials, okay. Hence you guys are the Millennials supposedly. Many of the Millennials after their parents had everything and then they have this distaste they start divorcing left and right. They start finding other things that please them unfortunately and single-parent homes became the norm. A latchkey generation rose up. That that was their reality. And they're facing, that generation is facing today, global warming, drought, fire, hurricanes, hackers, cybercrime, a saturation of trying to numb pain through increased drug, alcohol, abusive behaviors, and inordinate relationships. And who, was this, who becomes the savior of that generation that still ex- accepts that Adam nature inside of them and doesn't accept Christ? Spider-Man. Spider-Man is the hero. There'll be someone out there in some fantasy world that'll come and save you. What is that given birth to? That's given birth to Generation Z. Generation Z is the technology-saturated generation. A new community has been developed inside of four walls, and that community is who comes through the social media parameters. That now, if, if you're not connected, if you're not on your iPhone, if you're, if you, if you're not text messaging, People are actually getting run over by cars because they're just, they're mesmerized by an apparatus that connects them to their community. Um, Unfortunately, there's all kinds of voices and social infusions that have come to Generation Z. And now they are dealing with hackers that bully them that they don't even know. They're dealing with distrust of this government and world that has fake news. and They can't discern between what is true, what is just, what is righteous, what is pure. There is a hatred now because that they, they hate these institutions that obviously where social injustice has become their platform. They can't, they, they can't diverse persons that are from a different generation why because of all of the ways that they have failed them before and there's there has hit them that what has hit this their reality is now a wave of pestilence a wave of disease in an addition to the threat of nuclear enemies and who is their savior deadpool you think about We've gone from Mary Poppins for the Boomers, to Batman for Generation X, Spider-Man to Generation Y, and Deadpool for Generation Z. Every one of them are looking for an icon to give them some kind of hope. And yet, the scripture that God has placed right in front of us today is the anointed one, Jesus Christ, who was raised from the dead the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep, who has entered this world by a man, took another man, obviously, another man's sin, my sin, your sin, their sin, everyone's sin. He has given us our new reality. If we believe in him, if we trust him, if we isolate with him, if we focus in on him, then through him, we can all live again. You know, I I think about all of the generations from Adam, to Moses, to Joseph, to each of these generations there has been something that has risen a wall where they have come to this great stopping point and they're like, why is this happening? What is going on in this world? That's exactly what's going on in this world. Remember one thing, who is God? He said he makes the mountains shake. He said that the hills tremble. He says that the oceans withdraw. He's the one that calms the seas and yet we as human beings put him in a category. Well, if I I get COVID-19, I'll call on God. Or, if my mother gets COVID-19, I'll call in God. Or, when I live my life, I'll call on God. And God is saying, time is short. If you have ever read Revelation, you know that all of these things that are happening were written down a long time ago. That the end is coming near. And I wanna read you something from Amos. And Amos was written long before Christ was here. It's in the Old Testament. He's what we call a minor prophet. Amos 5. And the title to this is Times to Face Hard Reality, Not Fantasy. It's kind of hard when I'm speaking to you today, but I read something about Generation Z, and I hope there's some of you out there that are in that generation listening. That you, believe it or not, are a generation that will seek God like never before. That you are a generation that has in your heart the desire to seek true belief, true faith. I want to tell you, we're talking about children and young teens that are in and part of Generation Z. Just because you're locked up with your mom and dad in the house, it doesn't mean that you're gonna have to be this way forever. God has created a space and a time for you to look at what they've been through, look at their generations before them and how God has brought them forward. But it's your turn now. You're the ones, Generation Z, that are gonna bring this world to Christ. You're the ones that are gonna spread the seeds. You're the ones that are gonna have to own it because if you don't own it, I hate to tell you who is gonna own it, okay? The enemy himself who was thrust out of heaven is looking for an opportunity to take complete control and become the future superhero of those who have no God. A lot of people are saying, well, let Jesus come. Watch this. Look what Amos says. Woe to all of you who want God's judgment day. Why would you want to see God, want him to come? When God comes, it will be bad news before it's good news. The worst of times, not the best of times. Here's what it's like. A man runs from a lion right into the jaws of a bear. At God's coming, we face hard reality, not fantasy. A black cloud with no silver lining. You're going to say, wow, pastor, that's pretty pretty discouraging. Hello? I want you to understand something this morning. All you have to do is become a lover of God. Give Jesus your heart. and his word is yes and amen, it's been promised. It's been proven through the ages look at noah over there right back there in the boat remember him with all those animals he survived why he was obedient and a lover of god how how does that happen how and we think that these five weeks that we've been in isolation that the whole world is crumbling in on top of this no it is not no it is not god has been there with us no matter what we have gone through My kids were in Europe and all I could do and the greatest thing I could do was believe the word God had given me and pray and know that God is faithful. Faithful because they were faithful to Him. I'm challenging you today every generation that is hearing these words be faithful to God. Become a lover of God. This is the generation of a new reality. Yes, our new reality is Christ. And he is full of promises, full of blessings. He will be there, thick or thin, to see us through. And then again, through eternity, which has already started in us if you believed in Christ. If you haven't believed in Christ, eternity can start right now in your life with Christ Jesus. And all you have to do is simply say, Lord Jesus, I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I recognize I need a Savior. And I ask you to come into my heart today to save me. I want a real relationship with this new reality, Jesus. I thank you for forgiving my sins. I thank you for spilling your blood for my sins and for covering me with your blood. I thank you that now I can read your Bible and believe that your promises are also for me. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to lead and guide me. I give you praise. I give you glory, for you are now my Savior and Lord. And it's in your name I pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer this morning, or you rededicated your life, send us a message, because we will pray. See these wrinkles? See these gray hairs? You should see my needs, they're worse. Why? as we pray, we know that we can communicate with a mighty God, and there is nothing too difficult for Him, and we will pray, we are praying, so if there's any of you out there that have a prayer request as well, please, let us know, and we're here to pray for you.
0: Amen. I think, you know, it's it's just confirmation of what we spoke about a few days ago in Thessalonians 5. About you know when you're a child of the light, the darkness has nothing to do with you. But if you're not, be worried, be afraid. You know you have every reason in the world to to uh, worry. And in, in, in reality, you have every reason in the world to uh, be anxious. Um, it's it's Jesus that sustains us. It's the price that was paid that gives us a reason to walk forward. If not. And it's not all about about getting to that.